Welcome back to System Ministry, the podcast where we take numerous takes. This is Brent. Yo, Kiero, Taco Bell. I'm a perky tit. <laughs> and you may notice that I have a bit of an echo this evening. That's because echo, we are in echo. the middle of remodeling my office. So even my desktop is torn apart. I'm on my laptop right now. Why is your office a model? Is this an office for ants? What? No. I see what you did there, but no, that's a... Uh... It is it is a, a, a cozy little office though. It's not a, like a sprawling. Now, office. when you say it's I like a little, big office, like when you say it's little, how little are we talking? Like, do you have enough room to like wait, 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 wait. and stand? Wait, oh wait, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait. It's it's like it's like maybe it's like a ten by ten cube. I want to say twelve by twelve cube. Twelve by twelve. Okay, all right. So you actually yeah. have like some space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got space. You know, it's 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 just not like a, a sprawling office. It's not a very large office. Jaython, how big is your office? Um, well, my old office was huge. Now we're my, talking about your house there. Yeah, well, I didn't have one for a long time, but now. How big was your How big was your closet? I didn't even have a walk-in closet at my last place. Jesus Christ! I know, but here, I don't know. My office is probably like I don't know, twelve by fifteen or something. It's pretty sizable. Yeah, that's large. Uh, what, how tall? Yeah, how tall? How, was it like 20 feet how tall? How tall? What kind of question is that? Tall? Yeah, how tall is your ceiling? What is the height of your ceiling? I, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't It's. I don't know. I don't have a thing. Well, technically, technically, I should say how tall are your walls and how high is your ceiling? Because yeah. yeah. But how how high, Jaython? How tall? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'll measure it later. Okay. For the show notes. Put it in the show notes. For the show yeah. notes. I don't know. I'm just looking at it now, and I don't know. I mean, it's at least six feet. It is weird, I'll say, being in a cubed room. Why? It just—it feels weird. It feels like the dimensions are off. Are, are the are the but are the well? It can't be a cube if the dimensions aren't the same. Well, that's what I'm saying. My office is a cube. It's an exact cube. It's twenty feet by. I mean, feet probably not down to the inch, but yeah. I mean, it's it's Does close. It, doesn't a cube have to be? exactly the same on all four sides for it to be called a cube? Wouldn't it be like a rhombus? Yes, but this house was also built in 1906, so I don't know if they had the level of accuracy needed to pull off I mean, the an Egyptians exact were able cube? to measure stone allegedly. Uh, pyramid. No, there's no oh. allegedly. It's <laughs> unclear who built the pyramid. Listen, the gold did not come down. <laughs> the you guys know the moon landing wasn't real, right? right? Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> Dude, I I'm literally... gonna go get Buzz Aldrin to punch you in the face. I watched him. <laughs> you, you watched Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he came to speak at CU, and I went to see him. Mm-hmm. And did anybody challenge him on the moon landings? You know, the guy who is it, who's actually been there? Nobody did that, but do you want to know what's really funny? Is So he came to speak, right? They pay him to come speak. He's an old man. Mm-hmm. At the end, they were basically like, you're out of time. He was like, well, I want to keep talking. And they literally turned his mic off. Yeah. That's douchey, man. They were getting more for their money. Yeah, because he's a legitimate hero. But that doesn't. Yeah, but Jathan, that also doesn't mean there aren't reservations afterwards. It was nine o'clock at night. Well, maybe they need to close the building. Get the fuck out of here. Let him talk. He's ninety years old. You let the man keep talking, even if the moon landing is fake. But <laughs> let him have it. Jathan, I don't think the moon landing is fake. I think you might be. Were you there? I know for a fact that the moon landing is. Fake. <sighs> 
No, you don't. Oh, j Fun, I wasn't there, but I also was there for World War II. Listen, that listen, happened. Stanley Kubrick filmed it, but he's so into being authentic that he took everyone to the moon to film it, film it on the moon. Okay. It's like the ultimate compromise between like the historical account and the conspiracy theory account. Just no, no, it was staged, <laughs> but it was moon. staged all on the moon. It was staged yeah. on the moon. <laughs> I mean, and to an extent, it was. I mean, a lot of it was publicity, but it wasn't like you know building sound step sound sets and stuff on the, on the moon. I, why would you even do that, right? Because it's there's no sound on the moon, so it'd be kind of silly to do that. There's no atmosphere. Anyways. Anyways. Well, that's not true. The moon has a very, very, very small amount of atmosphere, but it's, it's the, not. Well, it has enough atmosphere to hold the material on the surface. But if you, you know, like if you take a step on the surface, it will maintain that shape unless a, a meteor or meteorite hits it. Well, no, that's that's gravity doing that. That's not the atmosphere. I, I, the atmosphere is, is like a collection of gas. It does have a very, very small concentration of, of I, gas. I don't think the gravity is what that's... Makes dust settle? Where would the dust go if there wasn't gravity? I'm saying that there's a... We should move on. Shut up. <laughs> this is NASA administrivia, okay? Yeah, NASA administrivia, <laughs> Jaython. We're all like like acid right administrivia. Now. You're an ass, ass. Fine, ask me what I'm drinking. You have to all go right. first tonight. All right, yeah. Turds. Yeah, until Jathan learns how to go Share. quickly, to swiftly move along, uh, we're going to do it like this. Peyton, what are you drinking? I have two or uh, three cans of Murphy's Stout. It's the imported mm. draft draft style. It's, it's yeah, I like Murphy's. Really, it's actually really tasty. I was, you know, it's like, I don't want to get something I have had before. I've never had Murphy's. I'm going to try it. And, and I'm actually enjoying it. And Even their canned stuff is good, yeah. I'm Wait, it's hard to go wrong with Murphy. Murphy. Matt's Off-Road Recovery Yeti Mug, and it's fantastic. Check out Matt's Off-Road Recovery on YouTube. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. Peyton was supposed to send me a Yeti Mug. I never got it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll send it to you. You'll get it eventually. Yeah. Jathan, <laughs> okay. why why are you asking about Murphy? Actually, no. You know what? First, I am drinking water uh, because water. I'm super dehydrated right now for whatever reason. It's getting warmer. What if I send and... you guys a picture of me and my drink and you talk about it? I've been sweating all day. And I, I I'll just need water. I'm too, thinking about your mom. Oh! <laughs> that, was a bit, that was pretty good. Yeah, Jathan, what are you drinking? Check signal. No, I'm not checking my phone. You always do this, Jathan. Why? Just check signal. Why do you, why do, you do Bush. this? Bush. Okay. Bush. Are you going to talk about it? No, you go first. He doesn't it doesn't go. have a rich history like go. Michelob Ultra. It's a, it doesn't. You. you don't have the literature. It's a pleb beer. It's a pleb. You don't. You don't have the literature for it. Hey, Jethon, do you know what the word pleb is short for? You <laughs> plebeian. 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 Yeah. The ple- the correct, the, the, yeah, plebeian. That's what she said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know it, why. It took, it took you a while to to to. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Educated should not take that long to know what the mm. word. You'd, you'd expect more from a doctor scientist, wouldn't you? Right. Well, we right. can't spend all our time reading about pronunciations when we're saving the planet. You mean Latin? Not to be confused. Doctors not learning Latin. Well, we know some Jathan? Latin. Scientists you know not learning. Latin. That's what you know. Latin? That's the Latin you know. Is now, calm down Latin. and listen to me here. No, no. Science. Literally, those are the two industries. Aside from maybe legal, that are the only reason Latin is still around. <laughs> at all. 
Those are the, like the two primary industries keeping it alive, Jathan. And, and Jathan knows Pig Latin. Igpe Atle. Yes. He's a scientist. Day. Day. Yeah. So, Jathan. What are you drinking? Bush. Yeah. <laughs> You're drinking Bush? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but this past bush weekend light? I just. No, it's just Bush. Just Bush? I just, for I wanted to go and I wanted to get some beer because I was on like a real beer. gin kick for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I had that mountain goat piss lager. Mountain goat piss lager. Yeah, from last time. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, drinking mountain goat piss. Yeah, yeah. And no, no, no. He 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 is drinking. He, yeah, we talked about it. You were yeah, there, Peyton. But anyway, I mean, so no, I, it was really good. And I just I was realizing that I was kind of missing beer, but I didn't want to like go too crazy, you know. So I just bought Bush. Mm-hmm. And now I have it. And you're enjoying your bush? <laughs> I'm enjoying his mom's bush. Oh, got him. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. So uh-huh. that being said, tonight, tonight. Oh, you know what? I never even I never did the intro for our topic. Tonight. Yeah. Oh my god! You are the worst idiot you I've ever. You are met. not the worst idiot because you're not Jathan. So yeah, yeah. I may be an idiot, but I'm not the worst idiot, Jathan. Come on, let's get real. Also, no, shout so, out to A Mayor. What's up? <laughs> Drinks, Nosbig. You guys rock. Yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out on Discord. We have a Discord. If you go to sysadministrative.com slash contact, contact. Yep. you will find it there. And you, you can will find a link there. We have a little embedded applet there, but I would recommend not using it because it's it's witchcraft. It's bad. It's, it's so so use the native clients if you can but if you're if you're on like a work laptop or something and for some unsightly reason you're still unable to you're still able to get to our website you can use it there um but it, it might be blocked anyways because it, it does hook into you know it makes remote calls to discord's uh domain so uh, i'm i'm getting way off track okay. tonight we are talking about telling people how to get to us that's, that's never off track well yeah but that's not our topic tonight our topic tonight is what if we did a whole episode just about contacting us <laughs> if you want to have that episode, it'd be like a five minute long episode of that. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Just talk about how to contact us. And we'll go over all of our email addresses, all of our Twitter accounts. In painful detail. In painful detail. So I decided on the at P4D3N. Never mind. So, that being said, yeah, tonight we're talking, we're taking a virtual tour of a network packet. Or a datagram, you know, depending. It, it, well, it'll be a agnostic of that. I would tell you a TCP joke, but you may not get it. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah. So we'll be we'll be TCP joke, but you won't get it. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we'll we'll basically be taking it a sort of virtual network safari, uh, guided by if, Ted if Stevens. Got not by no, not guided by Ted Stevens. We're He's not doing that. He's a stand-up man. He it's invented series, the internet. He he did no. Tubes. That was Al Gore that said and then they that. Get, he and Al Gore worked together on it in the no, government. No, don't you can't make that work, Jathan. Do you think I should tell people I was drinking? I don't think you're going to be able to hide it. Oh, anyway, forgive me then. <laughs> yeah. So that is what we'll be talking about in a hot minute here, but also couple things i need to announce number one we may or may not depending on feedback be doing a cloud provider quote-unquote yes. cloud because yes. there's no real such thing as the cloud it's just other it's people's just computers. Another person's computer. 
we'll do be doing a, a cloud provider comparison episode if we get enough feedback and you guys, you know, express that you want that to happen. Now, for the paid services, I don't necessarily know that we can do like, you know, the super expensive stuff, but if it's a No, box, no, no. Yeah, say, no. Well, maybe. We're not going to be well, setting up an entire infrastructure. We're going no, to be all turning have... up like one instance. Yeah, free tier usage as well, especially like if you have not signed up for an AWS account with a new email, you get like $300 credit. Yes, that's correct. That will yeah. be enough to do the demo. Yeah. Yeah, so let us know. It's on our Twitter I would put it in the show notes, but it'd be kind of a moot to do because we would need to, you know, we need to know this before we even release this episode. So right. it doesn't have to be the next episode. Right. But yeah, that's true. But I mean, up. we could just link to the poll itself so people could see what. Yeah, yeah. I might have to, I might have to start a new one because I, I just had that one active for a day. So. Oh, we'll definitely do it for like two months. Yeah, two months. <laughs> and then the other thing, Jathan, Nina would like us to do an episode that is completely safe for work. So and I'm no, going to need your cooperation so, so on no, this. I can't why? Say no, no, no. I want to know I why. I can't say fuck. J- yes. Or shit. Yeah, well, not, if this episode I, is fine. Get it in I this talk, episode. Can I talk about shitting dick nipples? No, no. Absolutely not. It's fine for this episode, but not for the safe for work episode. Why? I she know wants why. to know if we can do it. She doesn't think we can do it. And I there, of course we challenge. can do it. I took it as a, a personal challenge. Is there a reward we get? for doing that the pride that we were able to prove her wrong fuck pride i, I want to know if there's a reward <laughs> of some kind like yeah know. what's the reward i, 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 I you know, know what i'll have to ask her i want to know if she'll like hack jake don's computer when he's flying and make him crash add her in discord okay and see I, if I'll she'll pay that. up I'll do that after the episode because we should be focused on the episode right now not yes, taking pictures should. of ourselves and sending them to signal by the way yeah, you store. yeah 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 also patch your shit so next episode, we're going to see if we can do that. I don't and, know if it's going to be next, and we'll no, it will be, no. and we'll be we'll be taking bets without real money, just gentlemanly bets, because you know gambling is a legal quagmire. So not real gambling, but it shouldn't be just though. Gentlemen bets, just let people do what they want to do. On yeah, I, no, I agree, but the law is the law, Jathan. The law, the law is the law. So, you know, place your bets in Discord or whatever to see who you think will be the first to break. I think Payton is going to be fine. No way. Yeah, I, I think he will be. I think uh, I, I have the, yeah, okay. the least amount of confidence in him kidding? breaking are you, first. Are you, are, you, are you kidding me? I can totally go five minutes without cursing. Yeah. Okay, but we have to have some ground rules. Like what, Javon? Like what? No water. No water? <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> having a real beverage. Oh my gosh. What does that have anything to do with anything, Jathan? Oh, uh, just trust me. It brings out the real in people. Yeah. All right. Remind me. Remind me like a day ahead of time so I can make sure I have a drink ready. Because if I have to run out and get some. And no cheating. You can't lie about it. What do you mean? It can't lie about it. You can't just be like, oh, yes, I'm having a bourbon. And it's really. When long. have I ever lied about what I don't I was know because I don't usually show. check in on you after you tell me what you're drinking. <laughs> if I have to start, I will. Okay, now, now so hold on. Dumb. Ground rules. I do agree that we should not be having water. It should be some sort of alcoholic beverage. That's okay. right. This is a true test of control. And, and also, <laughs> okay. Jathan, you have to actually like say meaningful words. You can't just say the bullshit you normally say. Ted Stevens is real, and astronauts aren't. <laughs> Are you Tell fucking dumb? If he does, yeah, like that. Up. That's the exact kind of example. You think that's what's going to break me? 
No, but I think that you're not. I don't think you're going to be able to do that, dude. I don't think you can do it either. I don't think we could go through one. I don't think we could get through one episode without a single Jathan bullshit. Why? Because it's you. We can't well, go with a bullshit. Does not mean safe for work. No, no, they're you know they're not necessarily associated, but I kind of do want to see if you can do that too. Okay, you're try, asking me for two try, really different wait, 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 wait. things. We can try it right now. We can try. We'll, we'll try it right now. We'll go two minutes. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pull out my phone that's definitely not been in my hand, and I'll do a timer. Well, for no, Peyton. I think that's. I think that's going to be easy because your tip's coming up. So well, well, no, 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 no. We could spend two. All minutes. right, we got to move on. This is no, long. no, 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 no. Are you? No, no, do you no, 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 do you not no, think no, you no. can do it, Jay? I, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can go two minutes without cursing. So we're gonna go ahead and start right now. Boop. Start. Two minutes. You can't curse. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna tell Jathan a very funny joke. Jathan, are you ready for a funny joke? Mm-hmm. A clown held a door for me. I thought it was a nice jester. What does this have to do with anything? It, it's, a, it's a joke. It's a jo- it's a joke. It's just a joke. I'm just Jay-Thon. talking to you for two minutes so that you I'm can. I'm going to fly a plane. You can respond. No, you you are in the middle of doing a show right now. You are Jay-Thon. lazy. But we're not even doing the show. We are doing. We the are show. doing the show. This is part we're, of the show. We're bants. These we're, are bants. Is, we're bantering. People like our banter. No. It's, they, it's a whole the bants is what brings them in, Jathan. Tell S. Drinks. Drinks will tell you. He's like, I love the bants. Drinks. S. Drinks came for the tech, and he, he stayed for the bants. For the bants. That's why he's in our Discord with us, talking to us every day. That's because of the bants, Jathan. We have a new person, Mystic Rule. Hey, dude, what's up? Yeah. He's in here for the bants and some tech and other stuff. Jathan, probably why mostly the bants. Jathan, tell me about your day today. Yeah, how was your day, what was your, what was your What was your dinner? What was that like? Come on, Jathan. I think the two minutes should only seconds. count if Jathan's talking. 50 seconds, Jathan. Come on. Give me 50 seconds of talking without cursing. No, just move on with the show. No, nope. come on. 42 seconds. Come on. I think we can afford 42 seconds. 42 seconds. Come on, Jathan. No. Why not? Because this is stupid. It's not stupid. You prove that you can do, you can talk without cursing. Be safe for work for two minutes. It's not even two minutes. It's 30 seconds now. 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds of no cursing. Can you do it for 30? Could you find your inner Jathan for 30 seconds and embrace the embrace zen? Embrace the zen of I'm zen. no What do you mean? I'm zen super calm you? over here. I'm but just hanging talking. out, man. You're not talking. I know. Yeah, I don't have anything to contribute. This isn't my segment. I asked yet. you about your day. I asked you. <laughs> this about is your day. segment. We didn't start Peyton's segment yet. Yeah. This is still Bants. Yeah, he couldn't do it, guys. Womp womp. All right, I'm down for trying next episode to having a, a okay a full episode of safer work. I don't think there should be a reward. I think there should be a punishment. Of course, absolutely. If you're the first to break. If you're the first to break, you have to wear an "I'm a douche" T-shirt. Well, no, only, only Jathan has one. That's why he'll be the one. Wearing. Oh, that reminds me, Jathan. <laughs> Nina got me a gopher shirt. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she because she do like. What kind of shirt did she get you? Uh, like like a Go Lang gophers. gopher shirt. Yeah. Huh? A Go Lang gopher, like the oh, logo. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You both oh, talked at so the same funny. time. So I was I, a lot less triggered than she was hoping I would be, though. So I think. Well, I'm sure you wear it every day because you love ghosts. I haven't worn it a single time yet. I have a t-shirt that says, get S-H it done. And S-H and I-T are uh, different colors. Mm. I would I would want one that where, where it says that, but like the S-H is, or get like get slash bin slash S-H. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. IT mm-hmm. is like an I, IT department mm-hmm. yeah, plaque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be a 
Get somebody get on that. Get on I that. Buy, I would buy that. We I'll would. That, we will obviously take the trademark on that. Any royalties, uh, we'll give you percent royalties. No, nah, we it wouldn't be worth the legal hassle. Honestly, we get like we get like five bucks total. Whatever. Anyway. We'll yeah, but if you do make that t-shirt, Guys, I'm sure it's, it's that really... it's been 30 minutes we haven't talked about anything. It has yet. not been 30 minutes. It's been 22, Jaython. What timer are you watching? 57 I'm at right now. 59. Yeah. 22 now, exactly. Yeah, Jaython. What timer are you yeah. watching? Anyways, so if you do make that shirt, make sure it's the really soft kind with like the yes. cotton poly blend. Yes, yes. We want Oh, that. those are so great. They're so breathable. You know... They're stretchy. But also make sure that your passwords are, are good and stored safely. Yeah. Oh, is this a segue into your tip? It is. How did oh. you know? Well, it, it was a really jarring one. <laughs> we went from t-shirts to passwords. <laughs> actually, actually, it's a twofer today. Uh-huh. I have a twofer today. I have a twofer tip. So the first one is going to be about the lasagna, lasagna project. Mm-hmm. First of all, you want to make sure you have a really nice layer of pasta. And then... Mm. You're going to do some really thick, heavy sauce. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not lasagna. That's and you lasagna, have to hate Mondays. Correct me. So the lasagna, I'm not even sure if I'm saying this right. Anyway, it's a project. It's an open source application used to receive, retrieve lots of passwords stored on a local computer. So your softwares generally store its passwords using different techniques. Sometimes it's plain text. Sometimes it's an API. Sometimes it's an algorithm or a database. The Lasagne project tool has been developed for the purpose of finding these passwords for most commonly used passwords, like or software. For say, like your Internet Explorer passwords, <laughs> who uses that? Firefox. Firefox, Chrome, quite a bit of actual of stuff actually. Like Pigeon is on here. Skype, DB Visualizer, Postgres, SQL, RoboMongo, Squirrel, Git for Windows, Outlook, Thunderbird, etc. Those items. And a lot of other things too. Open Open VPN, KeePass, your wireless network, network manager, or WPA Simplecat, like all those things have been found to to find passwords using this tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know you can use this to find where your passwords are and then and then secure them. My other topic is that Ubiquity had a serious issue that we tweeted. I was going to ask if that was your second one. Yeah. 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 Ubiquity had a very serious issue. First, they started showing ads in the admin con- admin console area, which is weird. And mm-hmm. then they did not release that they had a hack and user information might possibly have been exposed. Well, they did, but they downplayed it. They downplayed it. Well, they didn't below. tell anybody until somebody said it. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have an on-prem admin password stored somewhere other than like where you would normally store it and then uh, make sure that you're using two-factor at least and uh, you're not using your same password for your ubiquity as you would anything else mm-hmm. that that's just common sense i know you're not doing that right wink wink what using the same password ever uh, it's a it's a not you brent i'm talking oh. to the, the listener oh so anyway make sure you check on those things mm-hmm. and yeah we'll link to the project in our show notes and also about the ubiquity hack as well and I, I don't want you to downplay it. Like it is, it is I, it, this a is, really this is bad, bad compromise. This is it is very, it is like very bad. They admitted it. They're like, oh yeah, you know, some it's some user information deal. was changed. They blah, totally downplayed blah, 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 blah. it. And no, then bullshit. just like it's bad. I think three days ago, mm-hmm. a whistleblower came forward and said, no, it's it's actually way worse than it's, that. And here's what what yeah. happened. Right, exactly. So it's it's it is admittedly and, a lot, but. I don't. I don't intend to down. I'm not intending to downplay this either. So if I, if I sounds like yeah. I am, I'm. I'm not. This is 
a serious, serious deal. We all three recommend Ubiquity products. So for us to be able to do that, we're saying, what the fuck? And we're obviously not sponsored yeah. by them either because we'd be like, yeah, it's no big deal, you know, but no, we're not sponsored by them. What yeah, the fuck? We're not sales. What but... are you guys doing? Fix your shit. Otherwise, we're going to tell people not to use your shit. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm only saying shit because this is... This is fucking well, it's it's not the safer work. <laughs> I, I know. Right? I'm just saying, you know. Like, but yeah, no, it's yeah. It, it, well, exactly. And and I I tweeted this out on tw- on our our Twitter account because where else would you tweet something out? I don't. That's a good. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I basically said like, look, like we still love Ubiquity products, you yes. know, and and we will probably continue to recommend them. We have recommended them yes. in the past, but Ubiquity, the company, yeah, I really needs to well, to get their their I their mean, shit in order. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, a lot of Crazy. lot of problems. Like with the tracking stuff. What was that last year? Two years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. That was there was some weird tracking. Like it phone not home. tracking. It was it was phone home. Phone yeah. home. Yeah. But still, I mean, you should be able to opt out of analytics. You shouldn't. You should it, have it, to well, opt in. Well, yeah, you, it shouldn't be forced opt in. It should be forced. I'm, I'm sorry. It shouldn't be forced for you to opt out. It should be that you should volunteer to opt in. That's yeah, yeah. What yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. What is that? Double opt in. I think they call that something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but, so, I mean, you know, the whole point is, don't be shady. You guys have a great product. People love you. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking be shady, you dicks. Yeah, yeah. So that being said, let's move into the the topic proper. Can here. we do this like the Jurassic Park thing, where the carry the DNA thing? A dinosaur. <laughs> a dinosaur. <laughs> a UDP packet. A, a UDP packet is born. <laughs> Well, no. Well, that's and I hinted this earlier. UDP actually has, I think UDP is datagrams. I always get them mixed up. I can't remember if it's TCP I, or UDP I don't, is the I don't datagrams. Know well enough, honestly, to be able to tell you whether you're correct or not. I mean, you are the network guru out of three of us. I wouldn't say guru. I'm, I there's a reason I don't claim to be a, a network admin, but I mean, who really wants to claim that though? Really, seriously. I mean, <laughs> have a point <laughs> the, the network guy we had at work was like oh, i don't want to touch that <laughs> so yeah 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 udp has yeah duh because it's user datagram protocol so udp mm-hmm. doesn't have packets it has datagrams datagrams which is yeah so and the old imagine point if you will okay you're I'm a computer imagine. i'm a computer now am i a, a am I'm i a computer a, am i a computer from the early tron days Mm. Or am I a computer like my my T14 Ryzen 7? I'd say it doesn't matter all that much as long as it's, it's you know, <laughs> compatible course. with a, a switched network. Of course. So you're a computer and you want to get a little piece of information mm-hmm. to another computer. Correct. Now, a couple things matter. Number one, where is that other computer? Right. Now, when you, when you first start this process, you don't know where that other computer is. You just have an address, whether it be a... DNS bound address or an IP address bound address. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. But first step is you need to determine where to go to get this. So you need to figure out, okay, if this is an IP address, I'm already ahead. But if it's a domain name, if it's a a DNS record, Mm -hmm. I need to figure out what that DNS record is. Right. But then you run into a problem. How do you look up that DNS record? Well, typically you're going to have DNS resolvers configured locally. Now, this is done very, through a lot of different means. The most typical way of doing this is if you're on IPv4, you're going to get that through DHCP. 
if you're on IPv6, you can get that through router advertisements. They have uh, they have name server broadcasts, I believe. And then there's also DHCP v6 for IPv6 networks, but that's not quite as common. Mm-hmm. So you were probably already given a set of resolvers, but it's not required. If you're doing static networking, you're configuring those resolvers yourself. But then there's another another problem. How do I get to those resolvers? And really, it's the same problem, right? It's the same problem as before. It's just one step removed. How do I get to those DNS resolvers to look up this record? Right. That's where routing comes in. So if you're again, if it's statically networked, you have manually configured a route to get to the next hop. Typically, it's going to be your gateway, unless you run into things like VPNs, whatever. But usually, that's your gateway. Mm-hmm. If you're using DHCP, like I said, that's passed by the router via a broadcast packet. The, the half of that interaction occurs with DHCP on like the broadcast layer, so you're fine. You don't need an address yet to talk to the DHCP server, otherwise it wouldn't work. The whole point of DHCP is to give you an address. On IPv6, it gets a little bit different because you have kind of default gateway addresses built right into IPv6. It's not quite exactly that. I mean, it's, again, done with router advertisements, hence the name. You are advertising a route. So it's a little bit like the DHCP process, but not quite because it's it's always going. You don't need to ask for a lease. It's just every once in a while popping it up on the network. You can request an RA, a router advertisement, but it'll also rebroadcast per the RFC. Not, always, not all networks do this, but for, per the RFC, they're supposed to rebroadcast, you know, an occasional, hey, Here's the routers. So you don't even need to ask for it if you, you know, if you don't want to, technically. You might have to wait a little bit, but, you know, it'll get there. Now, once you have a route, a gateway, typically you're going to start off with, like, two. One is a route to the network of the default gateway that tells your computer which network device to use to get to that route. And then you're also going to have a default gateway. And that is going to be the most important route you have on your entire computer. That tells you, okay, if this address doesn't explicitly match anything else on my routing table, use the default route. Hence the name, right? Right, right, right. That's usually how you access the internet. Usually, yeah. Like usually. Nine, 99 times out of 100, it's going to be going through your default route. Again, unless you're tunneling through a VPN or something. But most of the time, default route. And technically, you still need that default route to get to the the VPN gateway, unless you're running it inside your LAN, which is a little silly, but whatever. And then that brings me to another point. You also have a route both for the network segment and for the gateway for your LAN. So you have both. They may be squashed into one because usually your LAN and WAN are served by the same router. So it can just have one default route, which is fine. So you don't need, you know, you don't need a separate route for the LAN, but you can have a totally different router for the LAN as you do for your internet. You can do some really cool stuff with that, by the way. But, you know, that's not really often what you see. Usually it's just one single default route. Now, so you hit the default route, and then once this packet that is asking, you know, let's say the, the computer you're trying to get this information to in the end, Let's say that's using a domain of or a DNS record of like happy dot domain dot tld or whatever happydomain.com, right? Mm-hmm. So your little packet that contains the question, what is the IP address of this domain that hits the default route? Your router 
is going to look in its routing table and says, okay, do I see anything here for the IP address of the resolver? If not, pass it to my default route, and so on and so forth. Eventually, it comes to a point, usually on one of the backbones, the routing, you know, the backbone routers, where it says, okay, no, you know what? I, I do have a route for that. I have an explicit route for that, either for that network segment that that address falls into or for that explicit address. And if it does, it'll say, okay, so I need to go to this route for that. And then it'll double back and, and hit a, a different network. And then it kind of drills down because if you think of it like a mountain almost. No, let's not use the mountain analogy. Let's use traveling. Okay. So if you're trying, if you're in PA and you're trying to get to California, mm-hmm. first you need to drive to the airport. Well, what if you're driving? Well, I mean, all right, we'll do driving. That way we don't have to even complicate it. So if you're driving, you drive from your, you start from your driveway. Are you driving or are you traveling? You're driving. Because if you're traveling, you don't need to have a license or a registration. I'm talking about the logistics <laughs> of it, Peter, not, not the full pragmatic <laughs> just, approach. That's like saying if you want to use the internet, you have to have a computer. It's like no fucking shit. And, well, no, and a no, network interface, like no doing, duh. I was doing the soft shit thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's 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 built into the, the the premise. Right. So you start at your driveway, right, and then you right. hit like maybe your side street or your alley, or you drive out of the parking lot, whatever, mm-hmm. depending on if you're an apartment house. So then you're on the city or town streets, and then from there you need to get on the highway, and from there you need to get onto the interstate, and then you're going to be on a couple different interstates. Those are the backbone routes. Right? right. Maybe if the place you're going is in a different country, like U.S. to Canada, you're going to be crossing a, a border just in the same way that you may be crossing a, I don't know, transcontinental line somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to keep right. it simple, PA to California. So you're, you're taking all these interstates, you get, to, you get to the West Coast, and then you're going to start to drill back down. Then you're going to go from an interstate to a highway, from a highway to city streets or town streets. And then eventually, when you get to your destination, you're going to be at the parking lot, driveway, whatever, right? And that's basically how routing works. You start at a small level, you work up to the big, and then it filters back down to the small. And it's a pretty efficient way of doing it. Now, there's there's a lot of different routing protocols. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of those, but like things like OSPF and and you should. Uh, BGP. What? What? Nothing. And it- <laughs> You know, I'll link to it in the show notes. I don't want to spend too much time on this because this is going to take long enough already. But essentially, that's that's how routing works. Right. And that is how you, computer A can get to computer B if it has an IP address. That's And, and you know, obviously a valid route to that address. Right. And the same thing happens for LAN IPs. Only the difference there is it's just typically one hop. You go up to the router and then back down to another computer in the LAN. If it's on a switch... You may not even hit, need to hit that router if it's in the same subnet. Again, for most home networks, it usually is. So you probably don't even need to, you know, you could, it's on your switch network. Your computer knows it's within, the, your target is within the same 24. So you can just say, hey, need to contact this address. And, you know, you, you already have an ARP table on your client. So look set up in the ARP table. Boom. Right there. Done. But for VLANs, obviously, you do need that route in place to traverse VLANs. So, whew, or physical lands, either way. So now we have a way of getting a packet from one IP to another IP, right? This is, you, you guys working up a sweat yet? Oh yeah, absolutely. Jathan, why are you so quiet? Because he's playing, uh, he's, he's playing this point center game. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I guarantee oh, okay. you. Okay. I heard right, him play Jathan? Jathan, so. No, I mean, you're just on a roll. I'm letting you do your thing. Yeah, are you learning? Oh yeah. 
I don't think Are he you? is. I don't think he is at all. Okay. Regardless. So yeah, then you... Regardless? No, regardless. Irregardless is not a word. So now we have a way of getting a packet from a point to a point. But we have to know the addresses. And that's where DNS comes in. If we only have a, D- a domain name, we can follow that routing procedure. And we can contact with this... This It's called a query. A DNS query packet. Mm-hmm. And then we contact a domain resolver, a name server, and ask, hey... What is the IP address that you have on record for this domain or this sub-record or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, that's this stuff. And then the answer it provides you is in a different packet called an RR set. And then it, it follows the, probably not the exact same, not, not necessarily, but usually. It'll follow the route back to you. The way these routing protocols are is, is it should pick, should is the keyword, pick yeah. the most reliable and mm-hmm. efficient way back. Sometimes that does weird things, like if you're trying to send a packet from Pennsylvania to New York, instead of like going directly to New York or going through New Jersey, it might hit like Connecticut first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that for whatever reason, the metrics have decided that that was the most efficient route to take at that time. Whatever. So it might not take the exact same route back, and that's fine. But it'll get back to you. And then in this R, R set, it says, okay, you know, happydomain.tld has an IP address of 1.2.3.4. And I really should be using the the proper RFC. There's an RFC for like documentation IP address ranges. I should be using one of those. So if you're one of the people out there who who has the IP 1.2.3.4, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not explicitly targeting you. It was just the first thing that came to mind. So you go, uh, okay, so now I want to open web traffic with 1.2.3.4 for happydomain.com. So then your same machine, after having done this whole rigmarole process of looking up the, d- the DNS, getting the packet, the RR set packet, decoding that, figuring out, okay, this, IP, this is the IP address I need. It sends another one with the actual data or the get request, if it's HTTP, for instance. And it follows the same procedure, only it's going to take it probably a different route this time because the destination is probably in a different location. Unless you get really lucky and your name server is in the exact same uh, data center as your target, even then it still might, might not take the same route, but you know, generally speaking, it would probably take the same route. Otherwise, it probably would. So, you know, it, you route to this HTTP server, it does the interaction. Hey, I want this, the content at this URL. Web server says, okay, here you go. Sends that in a response packet. Response packet, same way, just as the RR set packet, travels all the way back down to you. So, and that is the basics, the very basics of how networking works. The hard part is really at the beginning, right? Right. Because all of that, that makes that makes sense, right? It sounds a little convoluted, but it makes sense. And it is a bird's eye view, well, Grant. But, I mean, that's, you can follow that though, right? Like, that makes right. sense right. because it's, it's like driving on the highway to get to a destination. Traveling, you mean, not driving. Well, you can't be driving. No, you're traveling. You drive a vehicle. I'm sorry. I'm just... Or you steer a vehicle if you want to get pedantic about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, yeah, you aren't necessarily providing the means of locomotion, but you're... All right, we're we're getting way off topic. (laughs) I was going to be like... Thanks, Peyton. You need to clam (laughs) down, sir. You need to clam down. I'm (laughs) clam. Yeah, but that hard part is that very first step. Unless you want to manually configure every single network interface in your network and you don't because that sucks, you're going to have to rely on some way of automating that like DHCP. 
Yeah. So DHCP is a really kind of intricate thing. And this is why it's really easy to have rogue DHCP servers in your network and why that's also a really big deal. Because number one, they control which routes get provisioned to clients. Now, the question I have uh, for yeah. you is every time that I've had a rogue DHCP client, I've always been able to figure it out. Sorry, DHCP server. Server. Yeah. Right, right, right. I've always, it's always been like, I've always had some sort of issue getting to whatever I need to get to, and I figure out, oh no, I've got this other DHCP server going. How is it that people can set up, and obviously they're smarter than I am, or they've just done it before, or whatever, yeah. but how is it they're able to set up these DHCP servers that are rogue, that are, you know, able to take that traffic without you knowing that they're taking that traffic? You, so, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So first step, it's a lot like doing wireless attacks, where the stronger mm. sender wins. Okay. So whether that means they're closest... Or they're able to, to push more packets onto the network, whatever. But that's so typically is, the person... Arnold Schwarzenegger versus, like, a Gary Busey kind of thing. <laughs> sure. Although I feel like Gary Busey is kind of, like, unpredictable, so... Well, it's the it's the meth, or the, the coke right. he's doing that makes him unpredictable. Sure. Oh, he's, do, he's doing coke? I thought he was just messed up because of the motorcycle accident he had. Well, a little bit of both. A little bit of both? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Right. Yeah, so, like, I guess you could frame it like that, but... You know, basically, if you've got a rogue DHCP server on a network, you're going to be trying to push out forged packets, making it seem like they're coming from the real DHCP server more often than the real DHCP server is pushing them out. Okay. Which, makes which, makes which is noisy, but, you sure. know, it, it's... Sure, sure. <sighs> so, if you have a rogue DHCP server in place and it's pushing out all these packets, it's going to trick these clients into thinking that it's the authoritative DHCP. DHCP server that it's the real one right. so then when you do that assuming and this is probably the issue you ran into Peyton where you're easily detecting them because shit breaks oh you said a bad word no that's alright this isn't the, this I know, isn't the I safer know. work I'm episode yeah I'm trying to get it in while okay, I can go go go, I know, go 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 yeah because I know next episode I can't mm -hmm. so shit fuck shit yeah shit breaks because you don't have the right. intact default route because you set it up incorrectly sure or be, because typically they're doing something nefarious with the traffic, like they're trying to intercept and man in the middle TLS for HTTPS. Okay. And that's going to raise some red flags unless the client they've somehow tricked the client into installing their root certificate as a trusted root. Or they just didn't even bother setting up a route, a default route. So like you're not even able to route through the attacker's computer okay. or the attacker's device. Because they didn't set up route the route forwarding right. to forward you from them to the real router. That makes so sense. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So if they do that, it'll work. If they don't, and usually they don't bother, it will not work. Right. Right. Fuck so. Right. Right. Yes. Indeed. So, and that's the issue with DHCP is you basically run into a chicken egg of like, how do I find what the DHCP server is without an existing IP address? But also, how, how do I trust what I, the answer I get back? And you can't really have both. Now, there are things like essentially blasting, or if you have a smart switch, you can just totally block all communication to the hardware address mm -hmm. of the imposter. But if it's, if it's cloned to the MAC address of the actual DHCP server, then it gets a little bit more complicated to try and defeat that. But Right, right, right. Yeah, but this is the really complicated part, and this is why DHCP was invented, is how do I bootstrap that process? So in the process of having that inherent trust in the local hardware network, where the broadcast packets are, 
and where DHCP happens, you run the risk of also that implicit trust being needed. Right. So it's, it's you know, it's a, kind of a chicken egg thing unless you happen to have the MAC address of the DHCP and, you know, plus you're, you're like implementing something like Radius or what is it? 802.1x, I think. Basically Ethernet authentication. Right. Which are extremely rare, but they do a lot to address that issue, address that weakness. And it, it would be great if I if more places deployed them, but you know, it, it does come at a severe cost to accessibility for users. How did we get here? DHCP, um, right? We were doing a thing, right? DHCP. DHCP. So, yeah. So, like I said, the routing part—that's easy. At the end of the day, that's pretty easy. I mean, yeah, there's it gets complicated with all the different routing protocols and sure. you know, switching things like spanning tree and all that. But for the most part, the concepts are easy. But it's that very first step of getting from no address to getting an address and a route and name servers. That's the tricky part. Right. So that, I think, is the bird's eye view. Is there any detail that you guys want me to go into? I think you covered it pretty well. So, like, the I guess what's curious to me, and maybe this is just me not being as smart mm. as I think I am, like, the program itself determines I'm going to send this through UDP or TCP or, or however I'm going to send yeah. this. Yeah. Or is it that the port is the destination says I need this in this format? So... That's like both. It's a little bit of both. So it's as much networking as I've done. I am still what I would consider to be mm -hmm. more of a user than an admin of a network. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm not, you know, 100% on it. Yeah. Typically like, you know, like that. I, like I, I've done the something or whatever, but whatever. I yeah. The port and the protocol, meaning, you know, UDP, TCP, ICMP, whatever. Mm -hmm. The port and, and low level protocol are something predetermined by the client, by the right. software. Okay. okay. And typically, you know, that's... Like, there are a lot of well-defined standards for very common implementations, like HTTP, FTP, which, interestingly enough, has uh, several dedicated ports. And then in, you know, I think... I can't... I can never remember if it's active or passive, but in one of the modes, it gives you a dynamic port as well on top of that. So, you know, there's a little bit of that mixed in, but that's done over the control channels of the, of the initial static port assignment ip set like some defined protocols have standard ports that kind of break a lot of things if you change them even yeah. though it's technically possible to use custom ports like right. ipsec ipsec ike v2 specifically expects a very strict number of ports to be opened and in very specific assignment slash ranges now is it possible to operate ipsec on different ones absolutely yeah sure but it, it breaks the spec and breaks the spec hard, and most clients will not let you do it. I mean, you can write your own client and maybe write your own server. That'll do it. No problem. It'll still work just fine. The protocol itself won't break. But you break the spec at that point because the spec has decided, yeah, these are always going to be the ports that you use. So as a result, most software won't work with it. So what would you say are your top 15 ports? Ports or protocols? Protocols. Whatever top fifteen, because not all of them, not all of them have defined ports too. Okay, but what are your top fifteen protocols? Top fifteen, number one SSH, just because it's so freaking powerful. Uh, hell yeah, I yeah, I'm down. What do you think, Jayton? SSH Jayton? or top top protocol? Jayton, I don't know what a top protocol means. 
Well, protocols you that, you th- that you find the most value in. Listen, pause the plane Doesn't that flight. that kind of depend on what you're doing? Pause the plane flight and pay attention for a minute. Yeah. Put the Ooh. peanuts down. Put the peanuts down. Put the penis down. Okay? <laughs> yeah, or that too. <laughs> no plane flight. I mean, it doesn't... It's okay if you're flying a plane because you're bored. Just answer the question. What's your yeah, top? Yeah, I, I wish oh, you wouldn't because this is all stuff you need to learn. Well, it sure. isn't a question that makes any sense. No, it, it if does. If I'm trying to so access a website, fine. SSH is probably not my first choice. On average, well, it, you can. You can do socks over SSH. Yeah. On average, Jake. Can you put thought. your socks on, though, over SSH? In your daily routine, which protocols do you find the most value in? That's a stupid question. Okay, but that's different from it not making sense. That's... Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I think it's both. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to keep answering. Useful, I'm probably going to say HTTP. That's what everything runs on okay. anymore. Okay. Okay. Mm. What's your, what's your, so go ahead, Brett. What's your top 15? You said SSH now. So SSH. You know, I, I would list. say HTTP slash HTTPS. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe HTTPS more because especially with HTTP2, mm-hmm. which is technically. Same that's, difference. Well, kind of yes and no, because I mean, it has sure, sockets. I access it's... my Gmail over HTTPS, but I was including it in my response. Right, yeah. It depends on like whether you're talking about like the, the taxon- taxonomical hierarchy of it or, or what. But right, 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 right. Yeah, I would definitely classify HTTP in that family up there. Okay. R-Sync. Mm. But that's not really... It doesn't you have don't to see be a that... And also, well, we could sorry. use... I mean, RC doesn't have to go over a network, and it can use SSH. Well, if it's going over a network, it uses SSH. Right. Not, well, not if it's... Well, I guess even if it's using the loopback, it is technically a network. It's just eh. bound to your local interface. No, so, that, I mean, that's true, but it's... Did you mean, like, over just the local file system? Yeah. Over oh, okay. Well, technically, that is just regular... Or when you use, like, rsync over SSH, that is just... The same protocol, just over an SSH tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really it's it's crazy. It just opens a socket and just so does crazy. the same exact thing. Crazy. Linux Linux is awesome like that. Linux but no, awesome. I was actually talking about the rsync protocol. There is an rsync protocol. Sure. It's plain text, and it's it's not really what I would can consider secure enough to allow for write, even though you can. Mm-hmm. But it's great for read. It's probably the best public syncing or like public mirroring protocol we have it supports you know differentials or deltaing basically mm-hmm. incrementals which are basically the same thing it lets you check metadata of data without actually transferring the content i mean granted ftp lets you do that or sftp lets you do that too but you know but yeah but the nice thing about the rsync protocol is it's a great it's fantastic for read-only clients Especially like public slash anonymous read-only clients. If you're running a public anonymous FTP server, I highly recommend you to also implement a public rsync protocol, you know, as an rsync D. Mm-hmm. So people can use that. Access as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. Makes sense. Yeah. So definitely, definitely would encourage that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think that's something we kind of need to bring back. Let's see. Aside from that, I think TLS in general, because it just wraps so much. Nice. Nice. Like yep. TLS and associated start TLS and stuff like that. Just because it's used by a ton of other protocols and they wouldn't really be safe to use without it. You know? Right, right, right. right. Like IMAP over uh, start TLS, SMTP over start TLS. Yeah, I mean, you kind of need 
TLS to do any of those things. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a meta protocol. Yeah. And it's really, I see a lot of value in it, and I'm glad it exists. Can you reach 15 protocols that are your favorite? I don't think I have 15 favorites. Okay. If you want me to just start naming them. No, 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 no. But I was trying to segue into, you know, Jaython's thing. Oh, oh, you know, I totally blew right past. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> why 15? That's so, so weird. Jaython, if you have 15 protocols and each protocol is a duck, but in this instance, ducks are clams. How many clams do you have? 65 million. No. Philadelphia Zoo. Eight no, two. that's... It's not none of those. It's a good guess, though. Three million one hundred fifty-two thousand six hundred seventy-three point five two. No. Damn. I'll get one of these days. What? One of these days. Jayfat, how many clams do you have? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, fifty what clams. Your, Why don't you give us your fifteen clams? clams? Talk to us about your flight from KDFW to wherever the hell it was you were going, Boulder, Colorado. Boulder doesn't. Have, well, they do an airport, but it's like an. Strip of grass. <laughs> so where were you flying from? KDFW to where? Durango. Durango. Oh, Durango. I've been there. I like Durango. Durango's nice. Yeah, it's nice. So is Silverton and Ure. Those are. I mean, yeah. you know, they're tourist towns. Silverton and Uria. U- Ure. Yeah, I met some weird fucking people in Uria. Uria? Yeah, U- Ure's got some some strange. Actually, things. I was with somebody from our fan base. Beaches. I am not at liberty to discuss. Wait, a docks. Hey, you know what? I just lost the game. Fuck all Son y'all, bitch. bitches. Uh, Stone Cold Stunner. Somehow lost this is still Jathan's fault. It's not beaches. J- so Jathan, your clams. What, yeah. What clams so have? look, we all know I got a new job. Mm-hmm. I have been forced against my will <laughs> to learn. Come to your head. To learn about the cloud. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. But there's something that I've come to realize, and it's not just about where I work or anything like that. This is something generally that I found, you know, reading guides online and shit like that. It is like a universal thing. What 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 is? So let's say you're going and watching a tutorial or reading a tutorial or something about AWS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Common. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, go and spin up an EC2 instance and do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. There and that's free, great and all. There are free instances, so. Well, yeah, but I mean, but my point here is that you spin up an EC2 instance and you have a cost that you pay for the base instance. Mm-hmm. Which is zero if you do free. Then on top of it, you have to pay for storage. Which is mm-hmm. zero if you do free. Then on top of it, you have to pay for bandwidth. Which is zero mm-hmm. if you do free. Hayden, are you an Amazon shell? No, but... Okay. Yeah, he also I'm doesn't learning, know what he's saying. I'm learning AWS, so... Okay. No, you're not. Yeah. I am. But anyway, my point is, there are so many things that we just, you know, like, okay, maybe my company uses AWS, fine. We do actually use AWS. But does it mean that everything that I stand up belongs in AWS? Is that always going to be the best option? And the answer is absolutely no. Mm-hmm. Sure. Till you factor in... So, I mean, like, my website, my personal website, extremely low traffic, Right. Yeah. How low a traffic are we talking about here? I don't know. Probably like five hits a day. Sure. Less than that? I have no idea. But the point is, it's very, very low. You don't have a tracker on your website saying, my website was visited 10 no. times yesterday. No, GDPR, Peyton. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I hated my point your is... Your IP address is this. Your browser... Is, even it. using something like AWS spot instances, mm-hmm. which are basically like 
you know, reduced cost, but they can turn them off whenever they want. Uh-huh. It's almost impossible to serve, you know, a simple website on EC2 cheaper than using even AWS LightSail versus EC2 or Linode or Vulture or some well, other. How much are you, like, how much storage are you putting? Well, like, what are you doing that it's costing you this much money? I'm not saying it's a lot. I'm saying it's more. You how cannot get the same. You cannot get the same. Well, it depends because EC2 pricing changes if you're using spot instances and shit. But my point is, and which instance, right? They have 18 different medium fucking instances. Well, yeah. But my point is, you cannot host like a simple static website in AWS cheaper than you can on that. like the cheapest Vulture or Linode. If you use free tier only, maybe. No, there's no if you use free tier only, maybe. If you use free tier, yes. Because you're not right. you're not storing any data. It's, it's but it's not free forever. Well, sure, whatever. Okay, it's free so that's for a month or a, a year rather. A year, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. okay, but presumably you want to keep your project going after a year, pid. And the more well, parallel, sure, but... the more parallel things you deploy, the faster that money will burn through. Well, kind of. But anyway, so my point is though, like, you know, if I were going to stand up a web server or let's say a salt master, yeah, like, what are the chances that you need the features that EC2 offers for your salt master? Probably what do you don't. mean by features? Well, basically, like the flexibility EC2 offers is that you only pay for what you use in theory, mm-hmm. and you can basically infinitely expand, right? Mm-hmm. But like, how often are you going to have to change your salt master? such that it wouldn't fit into individual tiers of, like, a traditional VPS pricing scheme. Or with, like, something like syndication, even multiple, you know, like, scale it, scale it horizontally. Yeah, like, horizontally, right. Which is probably better in a lot of cases anyway. Yeah, because then you because get you more get flexibility with regions and, yeah. And, yeah, all kinds of shit, right. Right. So my point is, like, it's very easy when you start developing with the cloud to just, like, oh, AWS has EC2. We're already using EC2 for our, you know, maybe you do have a product that legitimately benefits from having the sort of scalability of something like EC2. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that you have to use EC2 for everything. And I see, I mean, I... I, I, I You're just, you're wondering how it came to be the de facto for these guides, right? Well, I'm wondering how, not really. No, it came to be because people are fucking lazy. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, we started using EC2, now everything's in EC2 because we don't have to learn how to do anything outside of EC2. I mean, that's obvious to me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. But but the the other part of it is it's just a waste of money, man. Like, you really should not just use EC2 because it's there. Like, you know... uh, I don't disagree. You're trying to encourage people to branch out and look for alternatives is what you're saying. Well, I just think that if you're running a business and you're trying to make money, then you should not get so narrowly focused on, you know, these sort of dynamic instances, because for a lot of, you know, more permanent infrastructure, like web servers and configuration management, you know, hosts or servers, that kind of thing, you know, you're not turning them off and spinning them down and back up 20 times a day. Mm -hmm. These are things that are like a core part of your infrastructure. And my point is that I have found very little cases... Uh, this is probably a bad sentence. I found very few cases. <laughs> very few instances? Yeah, one of those. I found very few cases or instances where using EC2 for those long-running types of things is beneficial. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. 
Absolutely. And it just drives me nuts. I mean, it's something that like, I've seen more and more and as like I'm going through right now. So if you don't know this, we should post about this on Twitter, actually, because this episode will not drop for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. But you can get a free a free month from I think it's plural site that's doing it mm-hmm. in April. Is that, a, and is that an April Fool's joke? No, it's a real thing. Real thing. Here, I'm is looking it up real quick. So I made sure I know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's plural site. All of April is free. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm doing an AWS thing there because, you know, it's pertinent to my job right now and I'm still kind of getting my bearings in AWS. But I mean, everything they have you do, they have you host a static website using basically S3 and CloudFront or whatever. Okay. And it's just like those two things combined, you literally can't do cheaper than just spinning up a web server in Vulture. You can't. Mm -hmm. So it's like... I understand for the learning purpose of doing it, but like for people who actually do like see that tutorial and then are like, oh man, I'm hosting this static website. I'm going to do it with S3. It's going to be great. Like, no, you're an idiot. That's fucking stupid. Well, it's good to learn to do it. I get that because it has broader applications, but to do it long term, like if you're hosting a website, it should not be an EC2. That's it. Unless it's a website that scales dynamically or has to have the ability to do that. Are you saying this just because you feel like EC2 has more behind it than, like, say, like a $1 or whatever the cheapest Vulture is? No, I think it has less behind it. Explain you that. mean value? Less it value? definitely has less yeah, value. Yeah. yeah, I... No, I mean, I even what you pay for performance-wise... Well, like, look, I mean... If I... you comparably... Like, let's say you do price out an EC2 instance with some storage, that would be, you know, price-wise in the same ballpark loosely as Linode. Which yeah. you literally can't do because AWS charges you per gigabyte of bandwidth and Linode gives you an allocation. So it's yeah. literally not apples to apples. It's never going to be. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, if you it, price them out comparably, like let's say a very small EC2 instance with like 5 or 10 gigs of storage that you're running for a month at a time for about the same cost as like a $5 Linode, Linode still gives you faster CPUs than what you get in EC2. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just curious what your your particular argument is just it just the the cost is good for learning and not for like actual no it's that ec2 isn't the right tool for most of the jobs that people are using it for yeah i'd I'd agree with that what would you recommend people use it for like i said if you need the flexibility that it offers okay Okay. like and if you're if you're going over your allocation of bandwidth that linode gives you ec2 may come out ahead there i've not done that math but I'm also not in that situation because the very smallest Linode instance you can get is one terabyte of bandwidth. Last I... That's a lot of bandwidth. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. For most like hobby projects, that's way more than you're ever going to use. And worth, worth noting that usually, I can't remember if Linode specifically does it, but most VPS providers, they do like, a, it's usually $1 per extra gig. Okay, so that is definitely way more than AWS. Yeah, but but AWS charges you for every. Uh, gigabyte. No, sorry, not a, not a fucking dollar. It's it's like a cent per extra gig. Okay, that might be the same then. Even yeah, so sorry, you're getting a thousand for free, and then you're only paying over with that, whereas, Linode. I think it's actually four terabytes, not for a five dollar Linode. Yeah, no, you have a you, well, you have a pool now. You don't have it. Well, dedicated I'm saying to if you one. just have one Linode. Yeah, I think it's four terabytes. No, I'm looking it up. All right, but either way, my whole point here is that. You really, like, okay, if you're using AWS for everything, I understand it's comfortable, it's easy, it fits into what you're already doing, 
But from a cost perspective and an actual performance perspective, it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. for a lot of things. Not to say nothing, but for a lot of things. It just doesn't. A $5 Linode is one gig of RAM, one core, 25 gigs of SSD, and one terabyte of transfer. Mm. Okay. But that only counts for bandwidth out. Yeah, yeah. yeah incoming bandwidth. Is Which is the crazy thing, too, is like, even if you had a website where people were uploading things, you don't get charged for that. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Like, Why is that crazy? Well, it just comparing it to pricing from Amazon or Google or Microsoft, it can't, you can't beat it. That's it. Yeah. So like, you know, I had somebody the other day telling me like, oh, I'm running a Valheim server on AWS spot instances. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, how much are you paying and what size are you using? And they told me about it and how much it cost. And it's like, they're still paying more than I am for the same size Lino that I would have, basically. And Amazon gets to turn theirs off whenever they want because they're using spot instances. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it I, I am any... curious, by the way, what, like, what the, I guess, like, how often that actually occurs, right? They actually have a sheet, like a, a graph that will tell you per instance type, like, what mm. percentage of the time is it likely that it will be taken away from you? Right. And there are a lot of them that it's like less than 5%. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, you can do some creative things with it. And on top of it, now, I want to be clear. I am just talking about base EC2 pricing here and storage and all that shit. If you make a commitment like, hey, I agree to pay up to this much for this instance per year, you get a discount. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. Like if I contact Linode and say, hey, I want to pay for a whole year of my hosting, do they offer a discount? I'm not sure. Linode... They're a much smaller company. They probably have the flexibility to do that if you're really serious about it. I'm not saying that's a guarantee, so don't hold me to it. But all I'm saying is just out of the box, like, especially for like a hobby project, you're doing something for yourself. Like, yes, if you want to learn about AWS services or GCP or whatever, go do it. I mean, I'm doing the same thing. I'm spending my money to do it. I'm just saying that, like, I honestly looked at it. Like, could I move my personal website or some of the things I host for other people over to AWS and do it cheaper? And the answer is absolutely no. There's no way I can do it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Jaython, interesting. And so that's it. The, the whole 15 clams here, the whole point is just think about what your actual use case is. Do you need the flexibility that's offered by EC2? Do you need to be able to migrate between regions very easily? Do you need to be able to, you know, change the size of your instance with like seconds of downtime versus, you know, Linode might be 20 minutes, depending. Right. Which maybe you are in a situation where that's super important and you can't handle that. Okay, that's different. But I'm saying for most things, you're going to be in a better position cost-wise using more traditional hosting means, at least for static services that are not changing a whole lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are like on demand. Yes. Where you actually have to and are equipped to match like the flow of requests. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. That's... Yep. Interesting. And the other thing, I mean, you think about EC2, you get a what's called an elastic IP in EC2, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily static. Like, if you migrate your instance, there's no guarantee that you're going to get that same IP back. You do, to be fair, you do see that a lot with VPS, like, you know, traditional VPS providers as well. But Depends. Linode will guarantee, as long as you're only moving within a data center, yeah, that you get the same IP. That's, yeah, that's true. AWS some, doesn't even guarantee within the same region or whatever. Right. Well, some will even, depending on the provider, you know, it, it takes a really 
friendly provider to do this for you. Some will even GRE tunnel your old IP to a new one. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, they're very rare. But if that's a hard requirement where you cannot let this IP change, but you really need to move the region, mm-hmm. you know, there there are ways of doing that. Yeah. So, you know, like that's even being able to request that on AWS, forget it. You can't even reach a human. Yeah, right. So that, and that's kind of the other thing is you have a direct contact with... Well, yeah, with and actually that's something support. I wanted to mention. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with AWS, you have to pay for premium support. Yep. To basically, and and I don't know the difference between like free and premium support, but with Linode, I mean, I've had an experience or two with Linode. I mean, I've been using them for, God, more than 10 years now. Long time. I mean, I've never had an issue with their support. Like you contact them, they're super helpful. They're super friendly. They know what they're talking about. You know, I've also had good experiences with Amazon support at this point. I can be honest and say that. But I also know that I'm a paying customer of Amazon support, at least in the context that I've reached out to them. Yeah, it's so, a little different when you're. Yeah, so I don't know what my experience would be if I were just Joe Blow using AWS. You know. Mm, yeah. So yeah. That was that was some good clams, Jay. That was very good clams. Clams, clams, clams. Wow. Thanks. I mean, you still suck, but you know, you're coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm just clearly. kidding. Buddy. I'm just kidding. Buddy. You do a, you do a good job. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Man, I just, I fucking hate the cloud so much. That's why I really don't want to do this cloud comparison episode. Why? But you know what? Because it's it going to make me so mad. Because it'll be good, because then uh, we'll be able to give legit reasons why we hate certain things. I already have legit reasons. Well, you'll have this is more. just torture. You know what? Quit your yeah. bitching. <laughs> you don't even know if people want us to do it yet. That's true. That is true. I should probably like, reserve my fucking, bitching for when people actually say. Doesn't even want to fucking do it. He's being a little bitch. Nas big on Twitter. He said he wanted us to do it specifically because uh, he likes seeing us get mad. So, <laughs> well, get ready. For, you dick. know what we should do is we should do the cloud episode yeah. and the safe work episode at the same time. No. Yes. No, because yes, the cloud yes, episode at yes, this rate is going to yes, be like yes, two yes, months off. Yes. 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 Oh, it'll be so funny because you'd be like, mother. No, I'm going to be doing that while I'm setting it up. But I think afterwards, I'm just going to get fired up. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to be so mad that I'm calm, you know, like that mad. Sure, sure, sure. sure. When I'm really mad, mm-hmm. I just speak in very clipped tones and I explain that very would you, thoroughly. Would you say that your mm. favorite thing in the whole wide world is to hear about how wonderful building is and also having to deal with cloud no no that's those are some of my least favorite things in the world those are your, definitely was... your favorite things right that's no favorite. no that's absolutely not no that's, that's absolute incorrect julie andrews would be like these are some of his favorite things no yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so i'd pop a cap in her ass for saying that <laughs> no disrespect man julie andrews i'm pretty sure you're dead but she is not dead. She's alive. What the hell? You're the second person who's told me that. She's but not you're there dead. with Kappa a bus there? Wait, she's, she's oh wait, she's, she's dead? Very much she's very much yes. She's still alive? She's still alive. Hold on, I'm Googling this. She's debatable. I just checked. I just motherfucking checked the other day. Because this dude was like, rip Julie Andrews, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She's still oh, alive. Oh crap, she is. She's eighty five. Motherfucker. Wow. I deserve a, a sorry. Well, I'm I'm sorry 
Julie Andrews. God for damn it, you're fucking bad. right, you're sorry. That's the queen there. Yeah. Fuck. Hmm. What the fuck, man? She's apparently doing voiceover. She does a lot of work. She's busy, man. Hmm. Busy. Good for her. Yeah, no shit. Absolutely. No hey, shits. we're at an hour and 20 minutes in the Raw. Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah, we should. Good episode. Good episode. Rock and roll. So I think with that, I think we're going to close it out. This has been Sissy. Oh, wait. Does anyone have any closing remarks? You that aren't store. about Julie Andrews? Pat your shit. Julie Andrews is amazing. What? <laughs> okay. Jathan, any closing remarks? No, no. Yeah. I hate the cloud. This has been Sissy Minister I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Peyton. See you around.